This is Jordan Grace, and you're listening to the Social Suplex Podcast Network. BWB, this is One Nation Radio. You better get it right. Rich Ladder James Boy came to give him life. The blackest wrestling podcast has come to kick all ass and drop it six feet if they're kicking trash. Word, let me welcome y'all to something different. And if you dig it, man, you should let some friends listen. We be getting it in this on the regular, dude. Ravish and flow, but this shit rule. See, James don't rap, so I had to break it down. The whole network, man, we coming for the crown. Raps in the columns, I keep them both covered Making the beats too, so the listeners can bump it Hit us with the rating, yeah, I'm saying it's a five Before you hit a talk, bob your head side to side It's One Nation Radio, and this is the beginning It's Rich, and I'm here with James It's time to listen to One Nation We got the power of the this is Mike Sempervivi from WrestlingObserver.com. Check me out on Wrestling Observer Live every day. And also check out your boys, Rich and James, on One Nation Radio. Uh, this is Kenny Omega. We're listening to One Nation Radio. Check it out, guys. These guys know what's up. Big Kenny Omega fans. That's all it counts to me. Goodbye and good night. Hey. Hey, folks. Welcome to this early edition of One Nation Radio this week. I'm James Boyd, and here with me, I have Rich Lotto. What's going on, man? Carry on my way, sons. Don't you cry no more. Do 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 I'm in a great mood. Yeah, I see you're in a great mood, so let me kill it real quick. So, they were talking about... So, you saw all the stuff about, like... Uh, the clock ticking and talking and ticking and talking, and I saw all of a sudden I saw on the screen it said "carry on." I was like, "Carrying." <laughs> I think somebody said that. that was watching and, and I was like, "This is obviously this." Like, oh, hopefully, only I thought of this, but I was like, "Bro, can you imagine if carrying Cross had brought his ass up right then at that moment instead of the fucking elite?" Like, obviously, different company, not fucking possible, but just like. Just the, the mind mill that would happen in that stadium. Like, they might have rioted. They might have acted like when Somebody Vader beat a Nokia. Ru- <laughs> like, they might have rushed the ring. <laughs> they they would have had to get Death Triangle out of there. Like, fans would have stormed the ring, stormed the building. <laughs> Shit would have been fucked up. Wouldn't have been no more matches. Oh, but, boy. Yeah, very happy yeah. this weekend. Good God. Lots of big news. Um, lots of uh, awesome shows uh, up and down. All across the world, pretty much. Um, yeah, this is your AEW Full Gear Review. James, what are your uh, overall thoughts on the show? Um, I thought that the show was more than very good. You, you probably have to say great. Uh, I, it's easily the third best pay-per-view that uh, AEW has done this year um, behind Revolution that we were in person, therefore in person, and uh, Forbidden Door. But outside of, you know, um, you know, two of the best shows of all time, this was a really good fucking show. Um, I thought that it suffered late because of the formatting, uh, which happens occasionally every so often. Their formatting kind of gets them in the end, um, in the back half of some of their pay-per-views because they're going four hours. But um, when you start out hot like that, um, you, you got to have to remember that and, and whatever else. I think that the last three matches for me were all very good. Um, but we're more pushed the car forward as far as the storytelling elements or as the decisions of who won and why they won 
than the actual action of the match in those matches by that point um after the phenomenal start it, it felt like it was slowing down the momentum of the show i would have I would have liked it if they known like where this all headed to have formatted the show differently, but we are where we are. But um, overall, just you know, kick ass show. Yeah, I thought it was a hell of a show, and I thought it was a show that was um, a really feel good show and a lot of different uh, things. Like a lot of uh, this feels like AEW. Like this feels like um, you know the red hot promotion that it's been like most of his its existence um the as compared to like you know the all out and uh maybe double or nothing there was like kind of just a different weird energy that was around and uh the elite you know coming back you know and the way they return uh definitely helped with that it was a big night for the pillars um it was one of them winning the world title um and then you know uh superstar performances by sammy and uh jungle boy uh darby is the one that that gets to do the no sell of the uh jeff jarrett guitar uh so <clears throat> it, it was a lot of just stuff that was like that that made if you if you're a diehard aw fan you were looking at this card up and down like maybe aside from the brit thing but <laughs> like yeah, man, this is, you know, the acclaimed um, like there's a lot of a uh, lot to be happy about on this show. I'll say it's a great show. Also, like, you know, I don't think it's it, it will not win like a show of the year uh, no. contest or anything. No, I don't but, think it'd be nominated, but it was still a great show. Yeah, really great show. So, um, but yeah, man, um, I guess we should we were in Newark, New Jersey. So we went uh, through the pre-show stuff because obviously the. Uh, the Akiyama match was awesome. Indeed. Like. Indeed. So um, we had a, there was a 10 man tag uh, best friends against uh, the factory uh, with Dan Housen and all that. And just foolishness. Rocky Romero getting a check, of course, coming through uh, when Rocky's in town. Got to work. Got to put him to work a little bit. Uh, spread out the yen uh, on the table. Look, got to get it. Look, got to get the New Japan of America Booker in there. You know, got to got to make sure everything. Look, he comes through. Look, he's almost. <laughs> Remember when KCP signed the Lakers even before LeBron showed up? It's yes. like case on the joint. He he gets that like he gets there. He he tells you lay the land and be like, who's available? It's like okay, bring it, bring bring an Ishii for Wednesday for for, for Jericho at Dynamite. That's how that. Go- I think I feel like that's how that goes. Like he he comes in and once you give Rocky a taste, he be like, all right, let me show you what's available. <laughs> He opens up his jacket like the man selling the watches. Like yes. this is what I got. You yes, know? yes. It is even better because he had, he when he does in my mind visually he has eye patch on still. Yes, yes. <laughs> he he looks he look suspect. You know. <laughs> but um, yeah. Uh, after that, we got Ricky Starks and uh, Brian Cage and uh, Ricky Starks going over. Uh, uh, even pages on commentary for this uh, set it up the Starks page final that we all kind of uh, predicted it's going to be on Dynamite on Wednesday. This was all right. This wasn't like uh, they got oh, only got about ten minutes or nine minutes. So uh, Ricky was selling a lot, was wearing the shirt still, and uh, I believe he had his shoulder taped up. So uh, Cage put put him over pretty big. Okay, um, so you still on Ricky Starks? Yes, because this was okay. not like some, you know, it, it still wasn't, you know, I feel like he's going to win the tournament. And, yep. yeah. you know, it, 
I'm I'm wanting to see a main eventer. I'm wanting to see a world championship level guy. I and I, you know, and I don't see that right now. But mm-hmm. you know, he can always uh, he can always change that. So yeah, uh, I would say given the um, given the way the main event went, it makes sense for Ricky Starks to to win it. Then if it was Ethan Page because I don't think they're going to go that MJF versus the firm route. When you have the Regal thing, like for all we know, like Regal will patch it up. We we'll, so we'll see. Um, but yeah, uh, I think if they are really invested in Ricky, they could do that match. They could screw Ricky and then set the table for Ricky to, re- you know, redeem that and get a you know down the line later get a, another match. Um, so I don't think like all is lost. Like this has to be the biggest thing. This could be the start. It's supposed to end. Like you know when we looked at like the yeah. local Paul Roman Reigns thing. It's like if this is a good, if, you know, if this is someone they actually believe in. This isn't some just publicity stuff thing. They could do that match. Roman wins and set Paul on the road to redeem himself over time. Good we news just about Logan Paul. I heard. Um, mm-hmm. I heard his ACL isn't actually torn. It might have just been an okay. MCL. So okay. he could probably be back. So. Um, the um, end of the pre-show, though, was uh, Eddie Kingston taking on June Akiyama, and uh, Eddie Kingston was just, uh, you know, he was he was in tears. This was his dream match. Uh, he said Akiyama was the guy that, you know, when he was 18 years old, he wanted to fight him, and just his between Friday night and Saturday night, this was a nice like little two match kind of series. Uh, I kind of actually like the rampage tag a little bit more. Big news on that front. Kanosuke Takeshita officially signing uh, with AEW. So he's working, uh, I believe is a dual contract yep. type deal. So mm-hmm. um, he'll be available for DDT as well as AEW. He'll be able to win now. Um, he'll be able to uh, presumably get a push. So like you add him in with like, you know, a bandito with a Roosh, uh, you know, a lot of new interesting wrestlers that I think people are very willing to wrap their arms around. And these are people that I feel are like top level workers right now can step in main events. I have no concerns about Konosuke Takeshita. I have no concerns about Bandito, um, especially for the type of wrestling wrestling I like. Um, And Takeshita is, I think, uh, a very unique situation for AEW. He kind of is their believe he's like their first like Japanese wrestler that's gonna actually receive like some type of push. Uh and they got a in the men's single division, yeah. In the men's singles, yeah. And um it's you know I think it's very important for them to set the standard, especially um we're not getting this guy when he's you know 38 years old. We're not getting this guy when he's 40 and counting down and on a retirement thing. Like this dude can presumably carve most of his wrestling legacy in America because he's that young still. And like the cool thing about him, like this is not no rookie. This is like a experienced world champion level guy. That's like 27 years old walking in. So um, the English is what English is right now, but the language of wrestling rules all, especially in AEW. This guy like got over in defeat um, all year had people begging for him to to, to win uh, like some of these matches and he was facing hangman moxley kingston like he wasn't like facing no bums uh essentially and um i, I think that's really cool um and they ended up getting the win over kingston ortiz and i like that match a lot on rampage too yeah i'm, I'm with you on everything <laughs> you said 
Um, yeah, but the uh, pre-show, like, Kingston ends up getting a win over Akiyama, and I imagine that Kingston was begging to lose that match. But, um, you know, <laughs> some, something happened, and, you know, it just didn't work out that way. But uh, after the, the match, he, he jumps on the mic, and he's like, Baba, Enoki, Masawa. Like, I, I cut that whole thing. Like, that's a whole meme. Um <laughs> But just, you know, I hope it made you proud. Da, 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 da. And then, like, they allow Eddie Kingston to just start going into um, salesman mode uh, for the pay-per-view. And he's just, like, like just a fool. Like, he's losing his mind. But um, he, they, he was like, well, they told me I got to go. And he throws the mic down, and then he leaves. Um, but, yeah, that was the pre-show. Um, we did uh, – get questions um i don't know if you want to do the questions before the card james or we can do the whole thing and then do the questions um yeah let's do questions i guess okay um i am pulling those up right now like i saw a bunch of like things i was tagged in and i was like i can't read none of this because like somebody's gonna fuck around and spoil something for me that i haven't watched yet so i just like saw that notification thing it kept being annoyed it was there and i was like okay just gonna ignore it just gonna ignore it and then i quickly said i'm tired of seeing this thing clicked in it clicked out of it so it just go- moves off my yeah just get this swipe just get away just get it away get it away don't you know don't risk temptation <clears throat> just get it away so first question comes from uh, Bruce. Uh, Bruce, he says, uh, do you feel the camera and audio work has evolved over the past three years at a satisfactory pace? Uh, what would be something innovative AW could do with their presentation to make the viewing experience even better? Um, I almost want to say, yeah, because I feel like their audio is better. Um, the audio is for sure better. The audio is better. Um, and I think, quite frankly... Um, the way they mic the ring and you can hear the action is better, especially especially around the corners. Um, you can hear it better. Um, now, um, they still miss, you know, every third dive or whatever else. They miss just, Warlow getting turned on. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. Uh, so that's still an issue. But what I will say is when the first match started and they put a cameraman inside the cage which forced them to have to stay on the guy inside the cage. Beautiful. All, yeah, all, I, I, all I need is three cameras. All I need is three cameras. One camera is going to be the guy. There's going to be the camera that stays on you the whole entire time. And then depending on whatever happens, you have to switch to a, a change of angle because you can't see someone's face or whatever else while someone's in the hold or they're not facing up the, the, the main camera's direction. Outside of that, just, stay on one fucking camera like and that kind of forced them for most of the match to have to stay on the camera guy that was inside of the cage and like that meant that helped the match that absolutely helped the match so like i feel like you know when you have all these cameras and you have all this technology i feel you know you see it from wwe experience like sometimes you know less is more and they mm-hmm. don't take advantage of it. They're just like, we have all these options. So, like, let's do all this. And like, let's show you, like, five replays. Like, all right, they're already up off the ground in the wrestling again. We're missing action in the <laughs> ring because you want to show replays. Fuck that. Um, so, yeah, like, I uh, I feel like they're, I feel like, you know, compared to when they first sorting this stuff out, there, you know, there would be just, you know, lights out all the time and stuff when we first started. Like, they, they had, there were legit, not legit, but, like, there were, like, regular production issues on AEW, you know, broadcast. They were all figuring it out. And, like, they're better now. Um, 
I still think they're not as tight as a New Japan or a Stardom show at this point as far as production. But, I mean, outside of that, for America, they're about as good as, you know, anything outside of NXT ever was. Uh, I would say, like, as far as, like, something innovative, like, I would do a lot more, like, of the free cameras, like, kind of like, you know, the stuff they would do in the NFL, like, um, that XFL actually invented. I would do a lot of you know, stuff like that, a lot more wide shots um, to accentuate, like, the uh, the spirit of each building they're mm-hmm. in. Uh, they did do like that during the like that. main event, I think, like, during, um, it reminded me, of, well, actually, no, I take it back, but... uh yeah, they did do that at times while they were in holes and they were uh, like they were showing like the whole entire crowd of new work or whatever. So they did they did do that more than they normally do. Um, I would like for them during matches. This is just still from Japan, like when you're after a du- you know big double down spot or, or whatever else or both people are collapsed or whatever else. Just go and it's a title match. Just, just zoom in on the, on the on the belt a little bit and come back. Just just cut to the camera to the picture of the of the belt and then cut back, like let you know this is what they're doing it for. Uh, but outside of that, I mean, they're they're doing pretty well. MJ does PR. What borough is Waka Sukiyama from? <laughs> so I I actually had a thought about Waka in New York today because um watching. Um, Julia and uh, we, you know, we talked about how, like, you know, obviously she's like a uh, half Italian, but like she was born in London. But like, you know, how can we don't talk about her as like being the prime minister in the way we talk about Walker being the king of New York? But, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, like I, I, I would just say Manhattan. I, I was leaving it dead. I'm not finna. I'm not finna say she's from Brooklyn or Queens. I'm not I, like because I, I don't. I don't believe that. I don't believe that. So I'm just gonna say Manhattan. Leave it at that. Yeah, we'll go with that. You want to say? Um, you want to say she's from Bronx? <laughs> <laughs> nah, nah, we don't do that. Yeah. You know, she, like Waka is not, you know, sounding like Ice Spice. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we're Brooklyn, at, we're Brooklyn. At, God damn it, <laughs> Muzza. So how would you rate Jarrett's performance out of ten? And would you want to see him in a Sting S schedule? I mean, he did everything I thought he'd do. Um... So like whatever that is. So a 10 for 10 out of that, like he's not, he's not the thing with Jared is he's not a bum. He's just mediocre. Like, <laughs> like that's the thing with him. Uh, so yeah, he, um, he, he did his job. <laughs> yeah. He, he did a lot of like, um, a lot of Memphis, like Memphis type shit. Uh, he was nowhere to be found when the pin was going down. He just made it <laughs> that's a good more. Point. He was he out made of there, Because Jeff Jarrett is not about to lose, man. But, um, um, yeah, like, you know, for Jeff Jarrett just cracks me up. So, yeah, I'll go 10 out of 10, like, based on, like, what we want from Jeff Jarrett. Uh, but as far as, like, somebody work, he just he's excellent at working the crowd still. Um, getting him riled up and, and stuff like that. So, and it's just a real way like just you're like step to a dude um that was there it was it was crazy man like i'm like hey man like put hit, hit, hit your dad guitar man he's so, also the gun show still yeah so i okay so this one i give jared credit for and this because like as you mentioned all the Memphis, all the old carney stuff when sting finally showed up and give it shout out to sting for like wrestling like as if he's gonna go like mow his own lawn he just he, he, like that man was dressed like he was doing yard work. Yes, 
Right? Like, anyway. why, he, why, why he wasn't wearing the gardening gloves this time? He, I, I mean, the mechanic gloves are the gardening gloves. Yeah. Same difference. But, yeah. uh, he, when, when Sting finally showed up and he was facing, uh, he was by the ropes and he was like looking around and all of a sudden he turned around and thought that was one of his stings and he turned back. He was like, oh shit, that's the real sting. And he turned back and he was yep. like, fuck. I was like, they don't, they don't, they don't, they don't teach the young dudes this story. <laughs> I'll give them, I'll give them that. They don't teach young dudes how to how to act like that. The only person that might act like that is like uh, MJF, really. But like it was fantastic when he was like, "Oh, that's my oh 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 yeah. no, that's him. I'm fucked. I'm done." Like that was that was that popped me. I, I laughed my ass <laughs> off at that one. Yeah. Um, I would. There, there's a litany of like young guys I would like to see Jeff Jarrett face. So, um, a litany. Yeah, like how just, many? How many really? I could I could easily see like him like him and Jungle Boy. Um oh, I, I, I could see him I, I, I would go for him and Darby in the singles. Um I'd be and, too afraid of look, look, man. Every time Darby you know went projectile uh, missile on him, I was worried like he ain't gonna wanna catch this little dude. Doing all this crazy <laughs> shit with his, with his crazy ass. He's like, look, if you drop if you land on his head, I guess that'll learn him something for for doing this stupid shit. Um like, is there any way, Darby, is there any way Jared, aside from being, you know, because they always say Jared is, like, overwhelmingly positive, aside of his normal overwhelming positiveness, like, if he gets around, like, some, I don't know, Cornette, what do you think he really would think about Darby? He probably thinks, like, this, he should, it's like, yeah, okay, you, you got your point, Corny, he shouldn't, have, he shouldn't be doing this kind of stuff, but whatever. I don't. I, like, I think Jeff Jarrett actually has a really open mind for wrestling, and he he always I do had. too. But I think he also like when he's around certain people. The reason why everyone likes him because he can play like he can play the politics of it. Yeah. So I think around the right the people that don't they hate that shit would be like I I see your point, but he but he's popular. Yeah, this yeah. is a terrible Jarrett accent, but whatever. Right? <laughs> That's a terrible Jarrett accent. <laughs> Um, second question from Muzza. Uh, Build Mafia said Jeff Jarrett versus Kenny. Yeah, sign me up. I, you know, I, I, I go with it. Why not? Um, we don't get enough matches out of Kenny Omega in the last year to be out here wasting on Jeff Jarrett. This man was gone for months, and then he showed back up for 19 days. He went on two months off. We can't trust this dude to be out here wasting these matches. Stop! Stop this now. We'll get there. But um, Muzz's second question said, with Swerve now solo, do we give him the Bob Holly push with the All-Atlantic title? <laughs> I mean, why stop there? Like, I mean. <laughs> like, <laughs> him versus Orange Cassidy would be great. It really would be. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, um, Swerve, like, is he has, like, this diabolical side. Um, I think that might be pretty interesting with Orange Cassidy. Um, I, I think Swerve has, like, a big push in this future, a bigger push in this future, though. Um, Muzz's third question is who would you have MJF's first pay-per-view title defense against Wardlow Kingston Kingston is good um, Wardlow we gotta, you gotta warm up Wardlow a little bit more um, I think he's kind of cold obviously uh, I think the late deployment of what they were trying to do with him this thing this way hurt I think also like um I know they're trying to get him a you know robbery with with, with Joe, but I want to see the I want to see what the singles match looks like because obviously like that that trios match wasn't for the best for those three. Like I think all mm-hmm. three of those singles match would be better than what we got as a um as a uh, as a trios match. So so I, I'll, I'll um 
I'll, I'll keep, I'll refrain from judgment, if you will, on that one. But, but yeah, um, I think Warlow's a, obviously they take the belt off him to kind of get to there, but that, that, I think that's more further down the line. I think he needs like six months to charge up than three. Yeah. Um, it's, it's interesting because like, there's, there's a lot of, I think there's a lot of television opponents for MJF. Yeah. Um, but maybe you can go with, uh, like a hangman would, would be good for MJF because like, you don't necessarily have to shoot MJF back up or excuse me, hangman back up to the top right now. He's a former champion, uh, baby face, two young guys already kind of generational rivals. Uh, I, I would go probably go with hangman if, if, you know, uh, his c- concussion and all that stuff comes back. Right. Especially he'll be on a mission um, to kind of, you know, the last time he, was, he got a shot at the belt, he, you know, got concussed. So um, I think that, and I wouldn't necessarily be as worried about, um, bro, the dynamics there, bro. What's up? I think my fucking phone just pulled me on the on the main event of a historic, um, historic crossover. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. Let, let's keep that, going. Pretend you ain't see it. Pretend you ain't see it. Uh, pretend you, that doesn't that doesn't that's not how that works. <laughs> Fuck, man. Like you, you know, you know how like the algorithm like will send like articles from your to your phone. Yep, like like Google Alert type. Yes, it just yeah. fucking did it on a fucking push notification of all fucking things. Technology, Asshole. little bitch. Um, MJ does PR. Can you guys play the fuck CM Punk chance audio and then react? Uh, <laughs> Can we just react instead of having to you know get our shit copyright claimed? <laughs> yeah. No, yank this shit. <laughs> um, we will cover that um, inside of uh, the review of the match. Yeah. Um, so, um, uh, Sir Sam, he said, "How many uh, laps of your house did you do in the Elite Return, Rich Epic Entrance?" Uh, I didn't do laps necessarily, but I was jumping up and down, uh, kind of running in place, energized, fist pumping, uh, all that stuff. So. Uh, I was I was pretty happy to see him. So uh, I thought it was a I thought it was a legendary entrance, kind of like you know with the music and like the lighting and like the uh, the way it came off in the crowd and everybody kind of knew what it was and mammoth reception. So um, uh, Sam, also, what do you think uh, is the ceiling for Swerve singles wise? I've been so impressed with him, I can't help but feel he could go all the way. You asking me? If you want to take it first. Um, I think he could be a top star in the company. He I think has. Be a top, but, like, there's a lot of people that I think that about. It depends on, like, you know, right time, right place, right push, you know, and, you know, and, and luck with injuries. So, I mean, so, like, that's that's the good thing when it comes to, like, some of the bet, some of the better promotions we have right now is, like, they're loaded with talent where, like, Somebody falls, someone's <clears throat> going to make the most of the opportunities. And it's not necessarily like a thing where it's like, um, you might suck for, cause it might, you might be your favorite that might, you know, be unfortunate is their turn and, and they go down or whatever else. But like, uh, as far as like the, the, um, the, uh, the flow of talent and people like ready to meet the challenge, I feel, I feel like there's a lot of people overqualified in AEW, uh, to be, you know, in a, you know, a top, in a marquee match, if you will, a money match, if you will. Um, it's I, I think one it, of them. I, I think his ceiling is is the world champion, um, and I say that because uh, he is just knowing what I know about him knows a lot about wrestling. Uh, very well liked 
like behind the scenes, which actually means a lot as far as people it pushing do. you and stuff. It um, it, very um, driven to prove people wrong uh, and what people think he can't, what he cannot do. Uh, obviously, we know the wrestling's there. Uh, I think, you know, as far as the character translation stuff, um, if he hits on the right storyline, the right opponent, he's he's a compelling guy to face other people. Um, I think he will continue to get the, I think the last like three months for him has really opened a lot of eyes uh, on him that might not necessarily have seen him in that light while he was in WWE. He may have just seen him, you know, kind of doing his thing, but, but never really considered him like that. But now um, through that, that great tag team rivalry, including winning it, how he's kind of conducting himself, like, uh, you know, making these connections uh, in and out of wrestling, like he's going to, and he's someone that you can kind of re- let represent the company in a lot of different areas that other people can't touch. So um, I think. Yeah. And also, like, another thing that's very under- underrated is, like, he has yet to ever show me that he will embarrass you if you put him out front. And there are a lot of guys that are a lot of acts that are just like, oh, they're eventually going to do something knuckleheaded. Not to say this in the world, not to say that like whatever little bit of knucklehead is is something you could just easily just move over. But like I've watched, I've, you know, I've, I've heard of Swerve. Well, I heard of him as his character when he was in um, Lucha Underground. We saw him WrestleMania weekend uh, with Saber. And then like ever since then, like it's just been like I've been impressed with him. Always impressed with him, and then you fucking became friends with him. I don't know. <laughs> Randomly. <laughs> what right? a, wor- what right? a world. Right, right. Um, and then, like, as I'm watching him on TVs, I'm just like, he's he's impressive. He's impressive. He really is. Uh, and, he, and, like, you know, the the death, or sorry, death row, the hit row thing was impressive. Um, and, like, even, like, the small matches he had with, like, some of the top guys in NXT at the time, like, whether it was with. Um, Cole or whether it was with Gargano or with Roddy, it was like it was short, but like you could see it is like if if NXT was NXT of like two years before then, like he would have been a person that would have been on those takeovers, having four and a half star matches, um, having programs with, 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 with that type of, you know, cream of the crop. Um and now that he, that's you know, that NXT is no longer in existence anymore, like he's here now and now he's doing it from the perspective of um the tag thing and like we're off to the races now with him and Keith Lee. TK got one with him. Like there are people like, you know, that like, obviously like as far as the imports and you look at Swerve's age and you look at his ability, like this is a real diamond in the rough. He's the one they were waiting for. Uh, And I'll just leave it at that. I remember um, this was like the end of 2019 and they had, um, they had put NXTers in Brooklyn for, uh, uh, for SmackDown taping, I think. And Swerve got a match and Keith Lee had a tag match, uh, and I think, uh, Dijak was on the other side of it. I remember watching just cause it was, you know, two people that I liked was on the thing. I was like, and I was watching WWE at the time, whatever else. So, um, Actually, it was a year end show. It was like a house. It was a house show, and they put like the year end thing. And they put matches that were like dark matches on the NXT year end show. So I'm watching it, and um, he's in Brooklyn. They're not really reacting to him, and then he does like that the arm break spot 
And I was like, and it got the crowd. And I was like, he knows how to wake people up that don't that are not paying attention to him or whatever else. And I was like, I'll keep that noted. And he 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 seemingly has this kind of stuff figured out. As far as like what to do in certain situations, and it, it doesn't really seem like obviously you know all these kind of matches are really intricate. There's obviously conversations, whatever else, but like when he's kind of on his own, you can kind of see like he's taking his time and kind of like figuring out like what's next to get the crowd and then to get to where he wants to get. So um, <clears throat> up next from um, uh, Rambo and Slam Pig gave us a quartet of uh, questions so um <laughs> he says were you surprised by any of the crowd reactions at full gear i was um i was surprised that the crowd was really was really throughout the whole entire match into brit versus Sir saray especially given what they were both giving us in the ring um and they were in through the whole entire time i was surprised um, and it was I, fifty. And it was a fifty-fifty crowd. Like I thought that I thought that it was gonna be overwhelmingly uh, uh, Brit. It wasn't. Yeah, um, I think that I pretty much saw everything coming, maybe except the um, outward vitriol towards CM Punk. I I didn't think it would get to that level, but um, you know. The, that's the way it went. So, uh, you know, I, I don't blame those people at all. So, um, yeah, I, but uh, the vitriol, if you will, like if punk showed up and went on a hill run, like people would enjoy the hill run. They wouldn't be like, get him out of the company. I, I just don't, I, I think it's, you know, obviously, um, he, a lot of people are pissed at him, but like, I don't think it's something where like, we don't want him to ever wrestle again. Fuck him. I don't think it's that. Uh, Rambo Slamping says, if you're a Tony Khan, who are the first couple fews you're lining up? We already kind of hit that one. Okay. Um, the <clears throat> Elite versus Death Triangle is a crack cocaine of weekly television wrestling. No matter what happens as an outcome, what can Tony Khan do to make the next step for that division not be a letdown in comparison? Bring an Aussie open. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I, um, like, like, honestly, there there is no, like, you know, what do you do next on this? It, it yeah. is a step down. Like, uh, unless you're like rolling out literally Osprey and Aussie open are coming back yeah. or, um, you know, you're bringing in uh Vikingo or something like that. Um, or you're like, you're forming some super trios unit with, uh, like, like if Adam Cole is good to go and, and he's, you know, flanked by somebody or, um, house of blacks hanging around. So, um, you know, I, I think those are things you can do. I don't think it will quote unquote be as good. Like we're, we're, we're headed like, um, you know, we're, we're headed for a, a, um, a top level thing right there. So it's, it's not, you know, just this easiest thing to do unless you just want to, you know, break the glass and say BCC versus elite. What's up? Yeah. And, that, and it's still trying to hard to figure out what exactly you're going to be now that like, they need. They got to change their fucking name. Yeah, they got to change their name. Like yeah, they, they like hustling that's, backwards that's the, right now. They, they looking bad right like that's now. One of the weird, that was one of the weird <laughs> things about this whole thing. Is like, okay, we're pretty sure that like Regal was getting a cut of that of that merch, other merch money, right? But like the idea that like they branded this thing in this way, and then like they're just gonna change. They're they're gonna have to change it. What the fuck they gonna do? Yeah, that's look. 
they looking bad right now in these streets. Like, I, I don't know who convinced uh, them to do this, but um, That's, like, no, no, I don't have, I don't mind them doing it, but at least get a full year out of it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like <laughs> whatever, whatever. I guess, whatever. You know, AEW kind of moves fast. They do. Um, he says, should Tony Khan give Eddie Kingston five minutes to run down the car for each pay-per-view? Yes. <laughs> sure, why not? I mean, I would say no if that means he's going to be on every pre-show because he needs to be on main cards. But outside of that, then 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 sure, why not? If he wants to just come out after after uh, the last match of the pre-show and do, and do it, fine. Um, y- Yazora Hart says, uh, what's next for Saray and the company? She won her match and is a name, so you have to imagine she's going to be pushed. World title se- seems busy and top-heavy. TBS title? Question mark? I think I think her and Brent are done. Uh, I think it's uh, going to continue. It, it felt kind of definitive to me. You think uh, they're only do one match? They're not going to do TV? I I think they're going to move away from that because a lot of that stuff was like if you if you watch that video package to, to that that video package is massively different than what the actual television leading in that few was like they were trying to retcon and clean up um, a lot of the stuff that happened I think they should probably reassess send Soraya into more training um, until it's you know time for her until she feels like comfortable like she can like hit a higher standard um kind of but um they're probably paying her a shit ton of money so she's she's here <laughs> so, so um i i don't think sending her in there with jade would be particularly beneficial um i i don't see that maybe you give her uh, a tag team partner um you know i don't know who i mean they would do be. her and, they would do her and tony storm like they're absolutely going to do a Tony Storm in in Soraya versus Britt in uh, Jamie match at some point on one of these next few weeks. That's definitely going to happen. Yeah, give her a taxing partner so she can she can split time. So um, Black Saber Junior says, uh, could the crowd reactions toward MJF mess up any future feuds? Yes, <laughs> with MJF being so popular that they booed Moxley. Um, who would be any challengers that would be cheered over MJF no matter what? Okay, so um, I think that we're kind of getting into the Adam Cole, Adam Page in Orlando thing. Um, he's going to be over. Moxie got booed. Like, Moxley adjusted accordingly and worked the match like he was the one getting booed. Like, it is what it is. They still got to whatever story they're going to tell. It's fine. Um, now, does this mean, like, when they go to... I don't know. Like what like if they did Moxley versus um MJF in the, in LA Forum, will that happen? No. So, it, I it's fine. Like he was 60 miles away from his hometown. Uh so I I I wouldn't over I wouldn't overthink that one, but yeah, he's going to be a guy he's going to he's a popular heel or or whatever. So, he's going to get he's going to get cheers. Just wrestle your match. Like we've seen, you know, people that are heels get cheered. It's fine. Yeah, I mean, I um, the crowd chant. You know, I don't do the both these atoms or whatever else. But you get my point. Like, just let him, just let the match play out. He's going to cheat eventually. He's on. He's going to waste our time. So it is what it is. Uh, I think you know. I think Danielson may be okay uh, as a babyface against him. Like, but he has to like kind of tap into something that he hasn't tapped into in a lot of years. Um, 
uh, Eddie Kingston. Uh, you you probably he, like. Oh yeah. I think a, com- a common theme will be these people will have to be able to hold their own on the mic, or else like yeah. they'll they'll be up swimming up the stream and like even even with Moxley it was a struggle um, for him. So um, I don't know. Um, Maybe I don't like a, uh, I don't think it was a struggle for Mox. I just think he flubbed the the go home thing because he like flubbed it a couple times. Like, well, what's this? But uh, yeah, um, I think that might be the reason why he ended up they, they went with Ricky Starks, or it seems like they're going with Ricky Starks because Ricky Starks can stick can stay with him on the mic. Ethan Page probably could, but like the Ethan Page thing when it turns to like I, you were one of my goons, it's like. Like you are an underling. Yeah. Yeah. Like that ain't that ain't quite yeah. That ain't quite it. Um Um Let me see. Uh is another question is uh what are the chances Death Triangle pull a two thousand sixteen Warriors and blow a three one lead? <laughs> I don't think I don't think we can do three one lead stuff these days. Um like the last the last best seven I can remember was Seamus and Cesaro, and that was basically like what was that, a two three lead? I think that was a 3-0, and, and they came back. And then they went with a tie in the seventh one, and they ended up being yes. a tag team. Yes. Can you, like, believe, like, how, like the, the idea of that? I know it led to the bar, and the bar was, like, you know, it was cool. But, like, they did we're, all those yeah, fucking all those matches. matches. And, and they give, it, it give you something undecisive. Yeah. Yeah. They, like, they was just really doing that for sport. Imagine if they don't give us a winner here. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, like, um, yeah. So, yeah, I, I think they should, you know, kind of. You know, they could do like a, you know, uh, like, you know, Death Triangle wins like the first two. Elite can win three in a row. They can tie it up and then, you know, they could do something like that, too. So there's a lot of different. There's literally so many different series formats you can do. Yeah. Um, like you can steal like the uh, like the 2002 Western Conference Finals. Like you do shit like that. Like um, you can do like the 2010 NBA Finals. Like um what else they have um, like, you know, and, and really make like the odd number games or matches really mean something. So um, they, they've, they've got a lot of, like, you know, to, to do. And, you know, if anybody's going to figure out how to make this thing like compelling still, I would probably go with death triangle and the elite. We're probably like the greatest, like trios teams of like this, like, or some of them of this era or any era. And, the fact I say that is because they're already making it compelling. Like we'll get to it, but <laughs> like, as far as that, that shit, like, good God. Um, so, uh, question from Parker St. James, uh, these questions he sent in were absolutely unhinged. So uh, I'm just going to read them. Uh, and then you guys will figure out which ones I'm not answering. Um, so, <laughs> um, Parker St. James at Royal magic show says rate the dump trucks, from best to still good, Hater, Rebel, Anna J, Storm, Athena. Number two, where does Thunder Rosa fit into 2023 AEW? Three, if James is Bowens and Rich is Max, who in Social Suplex is Daddy Ass? Four, how would you describe the local wrestling scene in your state? How do any of these questions fit together? <laughs> uh, okay, let's start with the first one. What was the first one? <laughs> rate the dump trucks from best stop there. to stop right yeah. there stop right there this we're is not, not a horny show sir yeah we're not answering that question sorry now what's two where does thunder rosa fit into AEW 2023 i mean there was a i saw some stuff on twitter about like people were like 
people were kind of like happy that Tony Storm lost on Thunder Rose's uh, behalf. And because of what she said at a press conference, what I remember what she said was that she said that like Rosa said that she was hurt, okay, and left it at that. She so like people are using subtext or they're made up subtext to say that like she thinks she's lying, right? Is that what's there, happening? There's a lot happening, like, and there's there's some interesting people, um, basically championing the Thunder Rosa cause. Um, and you know, you remember the other week we were talking about the strange bedfellows and in, in politics. It's the same way here. It's like, oh. hold on, why are y'all suddenly interested in this? Huh. Like, okay. oh, because it's on the other side of Brit. Oh, and y'all, oh, I get you. Um, but. <clears throat> As far as like her fitting into 2023 AEW, she's a top act. Even whenever she comes back, if she comes back, yeah, like she's um, she's still got the championship. So obviously they're gonna have she'll have a storyline to walk back into. Um, she will uh, at least like if if not go into immediately um defending the championship. Uh, in that unification bout, like maybe she can get like a uh, you know a couple warm ups because she's been off for for months and months here. Um, but it is interesting. Like Jamie has the belt now, so th- with that whole um, you know rumor rumor mill thing that w- that was flying. But if uh, this doesn't tell you this is still Brit's like division, like Brit's like pushing the, the buttons. Like she recruited like Tony Storm, like that's her homegirl. Um, she recruited Jamie Hader to AEW. Like this is like. I don't know who Rose's allies are here. So um, this could be a bad situation uh, to watch, but um, I would say she still has a place in the company. Yeah. Like this isn't like, like we, I don't think they can afford to just be discarding, uh, you know, valuable um, women, especially like what the reaction was um, getting Thunder Rosa into AEW in the first place. So it was like, finally. Yeah. Like I, I just haven't seen enough to where I'm just like, want to wash my hands with, and I'm done with this woman. Like I, I'm not there with y'all. Like, (laughs) especially when it's like, Hey man, like it's, it's a pro wrestling thing. Like she's, she's like, this level of fucking wrestler in in the ring and like I understand she's a top star but like I'm sorry I watch a I watch a Thunder Rosa match ten times out of ten over Brit sorry sorry I don't and I, and if they're upset with each other oh fucking well just never wrestle each other I don't care um that if James is Bones and Rich is Max that I think that's a stretch right there like like that's like like I don't even I don't even get why we would be either either one of them i guess because you're a rapper i guess i guess I, I, is no, that I said, all it is you're the rapper i i guess i guess maybe the hair you know I, something I, like I, that i kind of feel like disrespectful you're a way better rapper than max haster i i, I wasn't gonna say it myself you're, way say, better, I, you're way i'm a fan of are you kidding me then this like, man this man said hey yo give me four more bars and i was like why do we waste our time to get these four extra bars that was unnecessary <laughs> And it, and it kills me when he's like, he, it is killing me like when he's he's talking about like how bad of a rapper like Swerve is like, bro. I've seen the cipher. I've seen you rap like every fucking week for a year. What the fuck are you saying? <laughs> this like this is a, this is a, this is an absurdity. 
Like, I understand they like, I understand they like you and the scissor and shit, but like, you are not a good rapper from what the stuff, from what I hear from you, you are, you are fine, you're adequate, like, you're nothing more than that, like, what are we doing as far as your whack rhymes or swerving his whack rhymes, like, bro, what are we doing here? Like, what, I think what, what is happening? I have a lot of respect for, I've, I've come on this show and talked about my respect for Max Caster's ability mm-hmm. and, and what he's doing in, in this audience. And that's and really nice that you're like doing that. that. As a person that has no, no stake in any of this at all, I'm going to go fuck about his raps whatsoever. I understand <laughs> it got him over. That's neat. That's cool. The, this, the, the shock jock stuff, whatever else. But like, that is like that same scene of shit that I thought was corny then, except it's him doing it. And I think it's corny. That he's doing it too. Like, I'm sorry. Like the hit roll thing was so much better. It's unfortunate. It, like NXT was in the shit. It is what it is. <sighs> uh, yeah, but I, I will say, say this: I do enjoy the part where like they haven't actually like talked about hit roll at all while doing this whole thing. They just let that thing. You know what? Kind of- what I think that is. I think all those guys are cool with each other. Um, that could be it. So, um, but yeah, um, I'll Jay, say Rich is a rapper and James is big. I guess is Bowen's big. I mean, Bones is, uh, you know, swole. He's not I'll as big that. as Caster. No, Caster's like, Caster's like, kind of got that Billy Gunn thing going on, ironically, where he's like, he's huge and you don't realize it. No, I realize he's huge because his legs are huge. Like, that's the, th- that's the thing. Like, yeah. people think of a people's weight, they don't account for, like, do, do you skip leg day or no? Nah? Like, right. Caster, Caster's like, has a, has a big lower half. Um, yeah. I, I don't know, man. I don't know. He might yeah. just been trying to be funny. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, sorry. so if so, if we're the acclaimed. Who's our daddy ass? I, I mean, I don't. <laughs> I, I don't know. Like who? Who's like the old white guy that we talked to about pro wrestling? Dan Coffin. Oh shit! <laughs> what up to Dan? <laughs> but um. <laughs> All I'll right. say this. Now, uh, now <laughs> another successful episode of One Nation Radio. Thanks for listening, y'all. <laughs> it's time to wrap this shit up and go home. Oh, man. <laughs> These questions. Um, how would you oh. describe the local wrestling scene in your state? It's Florida. Um, you know, sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's uh, the bottom of the bottom. Like there are a lot of training schools here. So you run into a lot of like uh, like school shows that are around and people are necessarily like it's not necessarily like an indie scene here aside from like Shine or something like that. Evolve used to run here. Um, there uh, is also um, like uh, they used to run FIP around here uh, as well. But after that, there's like very low level indies. So, um, yeah, aside from that, you're like as far as the Tampa Bay area. Yeah. Um, now, I'm not I don't really know like Orlando scene like that, but um, there is like Gangrel on the other side of the state. Uh, JB Cool, uh, who's Red Velvet's trainer. He runs like a promotion fighting evolution wrestling. Um, and I don't know about aside. I don't know what is in the Jacksonville area aside from like AEW. So, um, same here. So, uh, Brew Haven says on a scale of one to ten, what would be your interest level, uh, or what would your interest level be if Punk was able to show up after the best of seven series and challenge the Elite with FTR? Ten. That, that's the that's the that's the feud to do if you could actually do it. The thing is, I don't think you could actually do it. 
I would probably say like seven because like we answered in the other question there before the matches are just going to be so much fucking better with death triangle and the elite. And then, yeah, but they're going to just be, but yeah, the matches or whatever else, but like those matches with a FTR and punk thing would still be great. Not as great, still be great. But then like the TV will be better because CM Punk is better at TV than like pack packing the Lucha Bros just is what it is. Like he's one of the, he's one of the most captivating promos. Like, of the last 20 years of pro wrestling. So Brew Haven says, if you prefer is the best of seven, the most primo Colombian booking in <laughs> AEW. Sure. Um, yeah. Why not? <laughs> um, let's see. I think I got another question. Here. I'm just surprised they're actually doing it. Like you is one of those things where like, yeah, they can always do that. But would you actually do that? Um, it's gonna be fun. MJ like, does I just PR. hope everybody can stay healthy. Yeah, yeah. MJ does PR. So now that Kenny is home, give me an estimated time frame until Ibushi shows up to kill Osprey and the Golden Lovers are AEW's tag team champions. I I don't I, I, can't, I can't I, I can't estimate Kota Ibushi. Yeah, I, I think that's a fool's errand. Yeah, like trying to um, figure out and predict what he's doing. He I mean, might be blowing up firecrackers off his chest or something. I don't yeah. know. I, I did see that, um, like, he, uh, I think there's a picture of him uh, meeting somebody and, like, his uh, like his recovery has gone better since, like, the last couple updates. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, that's encouraging to hear that, like, he's healthier. Um, as far as, like, him getting back in the ring and all that kind of stuff, I, I, I think, uh, you know, his last update was that, like, he's back in the ring but it's going slow. But uh, this most recent thing sounds more optimistic. But like I, I'm, you know, if and when he's ready, he'll he'll be ready. If he's not, he's not. If his things with um, New Japan is straightened out, it, you know, cool. Um, but we'll see. Whatever. I th- I think that we'll have. I, I feel like with with uh um, I feel like we'll have clarity eventually on all this stuff. But uh, like I'm not, you know, the wild, the speculation thing. I think, you know, because he's such a, you know, all-time great, he's, he's such a thing to kind of play in your mind of, like, where is he going to land? Like, and, you know, the the whole idea of Golden Lovers in, um, in AEW has always been a thing. Like, even when Kenny had that weird New Japan thing about, like, New Japan was hiding a, a bougie from him or whatever. <laughs> that one weird vignette thing. But so, yeah, like, um... You were hiding cool. my child. <laughs> it would be cool, but, like, I don't really, um... I haven't really... Th- spit too much energy on it um yeah yeah it, it would be dope um but i before i can worry about abushi i'm i'm kind of just in the kenny afterglow right now so uh let, let's let's get that run going and, and get him established again and then you know when that will walk that when abushi yeah. shows like yeah. signs of life L- like <laughs> more than like two and a half weeks right um uh, so let's get to these matches i know y'all been waiting so um open up Steel's cage match between Jungle Boy Jack Perry and Luchasaurus. This was excellent. It was. It was. Um. So it's it's one of those like acid answer thing things. Like he walks out, Jungle Boy. I was like, why does he have his hair up? And then he gets busted. I was like, oh, that's why he was okay. He is gonna be one of those matches, huh? Okay. 
Um, blood did nothing for me, but I think for a lot of people that did a lot for, for, uh, for them, uh, he's so, bleeding off the rip too. So yeah. like, yeah, it, it helped a lot. <clears throat> I think, um, it was, uh, I thought it was really a, it was a slow paced kind of old school match that with like a lot of big risks and, um, big slams and obviously the big jump, I, you know, pretty much knew the big jump was going to happen. Uh, I kind of, I kind of predicted, predicted it. Like once I saw him come out in gear and it's like, Oh, his gears like has like, it's reminiscent of like 90 Shawn Michaels. And he's wrestling like what would have been like a diesel versus Shawn Michaels cage match. As far as his pacing and the, and the, the stuff he's doing. And then all of a sudden he goes to the top. I was like, but his elbow drop. Oh, elbow drop. Shocker. Uh, but yeah, yeah, it was, it was a great match. I, I liked it a lot. Um, I, I, I was getting hell in a cell 97 vibes, especially like they were, they were doing some of the, uh, uh, stuff kind of on the side of the cage. Uh, uh, Christian was not able to enter the cage. So, uh, Canada is safe. Boy, um, it, it, look, they teased it though. Didn't they? They teased it. As soon as I look, they did the thing where like the one ref is distracted because of what was going on in the ring. And all of a sudden, like the, you know, like the lanyard thing attached to the key, he slips it out. (laughs) This motherfucker better not get in this goddamn cage. I actually, actually, I messaged you. I was like, I know damn well he ain't getting in this cage. And they, and then they, they apprehended this man in the middle, in the middle of trying to get in. Um, and they ended up outside the cage, and he was, you know, they they basically mobbed him and, and snatched him and got him out of there. So, uh, you know, Canada's safe for now. I, th- I think this was the best match of Luchasaurus's career, um, and I think this was, like, the elevation, like, the ascension of Jack Perry is, like, we're going to point to this and be like, yep, this is where it was like, yo, wherever he ends up, like, yo, he came out of the, you know, the tag team and with, with a huge performance because he needed it. Um, they were, you know, like he's, he's been inactive. He's kind of, you know, uh, had bad injury luck as far as like his opponents, uh, kind of, you know, no fault of his own. And he just kind of needed to get rolling. And I think it, you know, unleashing him in AW as a single will be exciting. Um, I think, uh, I think him and Swerve would would tear the house down. We obviously saw what they did in in tag stuff. Swerve being a heel, uh, Jungle Boy being a babyface. I think that would be an awesome way to go uh, at some point. Uh, and you know, uh, Jack Perry's been on the the slowest uh, ascent of the pillars, I'd say. Um, and they've like he kind of had the furthest to go. Uh, so they kind of started him and brought him along slower. Um, they gave him the going all the way back to the 10 minute draw with Jericho. He used to lose every match. And uh, yeah, like, like this was excellent. Like I'll probably go like four and a half at least on this. Like I, I I could be talked into four and three quarters on this. Yeah. I think it's, um, I think it's a low four and a half, uh, low four and a half. Like it's, it's, it's one of the lower top 75 matches of the year (laughs) in the world. Uh, yeah. So, um, I think that, um, do you want to see a Christian match whenever he gets healthy? Yeah, even need to do it. Yeah. Um, okay. I would. What I would do does it, is does it, does it depend on like how fast Christian come back? Like, do we have to wait? A year? Like, if we have to wait a year, do we, do we still have to do this? Uh, I think you got to do it no matter what, just because okay. all this all the shit that he said about this man, he broke the team up, um, and it's like tying up a loose end in uh, Jack Perry's career. At this point, so you can you can take him off, you know, take him away from Luchasaurus, let him run uh, s- singles for you know three four months, and when Christian's able to come back, 
uh, Christian can pop out of nowhere, fuck him over something, and let him know, like, yo, you know, one time only. But, like, I'm going to give you one shot at me. And if you never beat me, I beat you forever. Da, 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 and mm-hmm. then Jungle Boy beats him, like, so- after that. And then, and then it's like, yep, I, I can finally close this chapter and then da, 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 just move forward after that. Okay, so you said this is Luchasaurus' <laughs> best match. You meant, like, singles match, right? Yeah, for sure. Okay, I, I mean, I mean, like he, he's he's been a part of some awesome tag matches. That's why I was I was like, just hold on, are we are we underselling how good Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy were as a tag team this year? And is that people <laughs> no. like, have like mind wide that they were ever good? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, up next, uh, the the Wayward Sons and the Death Triangle. Man, we got the trios match. Um, for what, what turned out to be the first match of a like, best of seven, we were not aware of this. Um, and this was one of the best matches of the year. Yeah, this was just like Nirvana. Like this was like <laughs> like like the entrances. Uh, I like when I saw Pentagon come out with no shirt. I was like, man, he's really in shape. Um, and you know the. Just the confidence that, that was oozing on their faces. Um, the, the elite's entrance uh, comes very cathartic uh, for uh, you know all the fans in the building, uh, fans of the elite. Uh, just miss these guys a lot, and everything feels back whole kind of in AW with them. Uh, there are a lot of people trying to run a lot of bullshit narratives, like about you know them being unneeded and you know all this other stuff that's just like psychotic, quite frankly. I, I think, but. Um, it's just like the thing that makes AEW different is the elite. I like, think they did an admirable job of staying afloat while like having CM Punk in the elite out. I think they did an admirable jo- admirable job. Obviously, it got a little wonky in the last like let's say month or whatever else, but it's called all elite wrestling for a reason. Um, like there's only like staying afloat with some really kick ass match shows or whatever else that was that was like great and everything, but like. They're established stars you can put anywhere on the card and it's believable. And like missing missing four guys like that was a big fucking deal for the company. Um, and three of them are back now, so it's, it's obviously a huge shot in the arm. And then it went out here and they had one of the best matches of the year. Yeah, and it was fucking uh, awesome. Incredible, incredible match. Uh, I can't say it enough. Incredible and, and, entrance. And, and I thought they did incredible a great- vibes. Um. The obviously we had the fuck CM Punk chance and yeah. the Colt yeah. Cabana chance and stuff. I like didn't hear that. A Colt Cabana chant. I, I must have missed it. I was too caught up in the incredible action. But I definitely yeah. heard the CM the, the fuck CM Punk chant. Yeah, um, I thought it was funny. Um, but yeah, as far as the action goes, wrestling Nirvana. Imagine not liking this. Imagine having to um, come out here and, and for your grift. You know, not like a five star match. You know, um, you know, I love the Bucks gear, uh, Kenny's gear. Uh, he wore that all out, but uh, he showed up again. Uh, that man has a championship tan, by the way. Um, <laughs> that's, that's not even a tan. That man, that man is putting that bronzer on him. Um, that man is browning himself. He is black fishing. Look, he ain't no, he ain't the only one. We'll get to the main event and talk about somebody only doing the front of themselves, not the back. But whatever. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, 
He that man, I ain't never seen him that complexion ever before. And he put on his face, and that's why I was like, oh, he's he he, he was really gassed to be back. This man was like, I, it, 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 am I am I buff enough? Am I ripped enough? Am I am I am I am I wet enough? Let like, I, this man I don't, I don't know. Him. Let me make sure everyone sees it, and he just like just. Bro, if if you look at a picture of Kenny <laughs> at All Out twenty twenty one, and then look at this year. It's just like night and day. It's like that oh, man yeah. clearly wasn't lifting at the end and like mm-hmm. was trying to hobble across the finish line. This nigga shows up and it's like, what year is it again? Like, <laughs> like so uh, he, was, he looked like he was in great condition, not miss a step, lightning speed, got his springs back. Um, <laughs> the comment section is wild. Kenny Omega and Manny Rose are the same person. Wow. <laughs> Look, throw V triggers, wear bronzer. Yeah, I, I I get it. I see. I see. I see what you did. I see what you did. Bouncing between blonde and brown hair, kind of. Lost in all of this, Kenny Omega hair is still awful. <laughs> it's, it's a, it it kind of looks like never, the. Uh, it will never stop annoying me that his hair looks like that. It's like, bro, I don't. Why, why are you doing this to us? <laughs> like, like, it's like someone beats his ass with a bottle of peroxide. <laughs> it's just. Like I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't know what he's going for. Maybe if I knew what he was going for, maybe I get it. Maybe it was like some anime character that has like hair like that, and that's what he's modeled himself after. And I'm just unaware of it. Maybe that's what it's it is. I don't be. know. Someone in the comments be. tell me that his hair is supposed to be like it supposed to be after somebody. I don't the know. Hair lore. Yeah. You know. I, um, like I, don't, I think Sephiroth. I think he was all blonde or, or platinum blonde. So I don't think that's it exactly either. Yeah, man. But um. Five stars for me on this, uh, for sure. And um, the reason is because, obviously, incredible moves, incredible action, incredible crowd control, incredible, incredible dives. Like, dude, Inc- I'm getting there. Incredible okay. storytelling. They set this fucking thing up with this hammer for weeks and weeks, and we thought it was going to be the out for Death Triangle to like break up. Instead, this is the thing that makes them win uh, in the thing is, like, Phoenix, like, is still conflicted. Like, he threw the shit away once and then Pac, like, just made one last plea with this man. Please, I beg of you, use the fucking hammer. Like, you see what happens when you don't use it. And, um, you know, after Phoenix, like, starts getting, like, isolated and killed, he gets um, put up for the one-wing angel, drops the hammer on Kenny, rolls him up, and I was, I popped for the finish. I was like, this is incredible. And, and like, before the match, uh, I was sitting next to Josh, and I was like, he was pretty much sure the Elite was going to win. I was like, I wouldn't be sure, like, yeah, you know, because they like to do stuff, like, you know. It felt like, really, like, it, I don't know, so I'm, I would stop short of saying the word damaging, but I can't think of a better word, but it would have hurt if, like, oh, we're back now, so just, like, so we're here to take these right back off you and like you never would have got this shot so like congratulations on your couple of defenses or whatever with this belt and like holding the holding the fort while like we were off because we decided to get into a fucking fight like it you know what I'm saying like so like is, is this, this another was, this example is the, this of the unselfishness of the best of the for elite? both of them this is for the sorry is this another example of the unselfishness of the elite yes James? it is this <laughs> is for the best for both teams that like not even the program, but like they won this, and then like they have something to go after the elite, and then like they say, you know, like there's the best of seven, but like it was for the best for Lucha Bros and uh Pack to to have won this match. Um, and like obviously, people are still gonna like this doesn't get them under like this is in the 90s, Man, 
lot of people had to yeah. eat a lot of shit, man. A lot of people was yeah. like, you know, they just get to walk back into the belts. Da, 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 da. Yeah. A lot of, lot of, lot of complaining, a lot of crying, yeah. a lot of cap. Like, that, that, what did, what did the FTR back. section say? Like, they talked about like FTR or like you know, AW Tony Khan and the EVPs are conspiring to hold back FTR. What? Meanwhile, they're doing jobs in their first match back. <laughs> Like what did was there anybody have anything to say? It's like wait, maybe we're just like wrong as fuck. Yeah, like maybe, no maybe y'all that? gotta y'all gotta y'all. Are gotta they still that. ignoring the part where like they put over FTR earlier this year in March? Yes, never. Are, happened. are they still ignoring the part where like you know ball accounts the belt the title reign they have for the IWGP tag uh, heavyweight tag titles are actually supposed to be the Young Bucks, but they gave it to FTR. Are, are we are we still leaving that part out? Are we still ignoring the facts? Yep. Living, living in an alternate world. Um, yeah, like FTR bald on Twitter, absolutely insufferable the last couple of days. Just like, what are you doing? Like, mm. they're gonna end back up heels, like at some point. But, um, but as far as the storytelling, like, not even just the part where the, with the hammer where they tease that like this might be the reason why they broke up. Like, as far as them putting, you know. Them teasing the Kenny and, and Pac interaction. Like, the big thing throughout the whole match was getting to Kenny and Pac. And, like, Pac, like, literally was, like, begging off of it. Like, at different Spitting times. Spitting in the man's face. It. Right. Um, like, they had a short exchange. And it was heated. And he spat on and got out. And it was mean, like, you want to see it again. And then, like, plays off the feud they had. And then, like, you see, you know, you're in there with, with Nick Jackson and Phoenix. You're in there with, with, um, with, with Penta and... And, and Matt, and it's like, this is like literally like all of their fuse together, put together in like all these sections. And it was like, I just like, this is like, this is what built the promotion. This is the real AW. Like when people talking about um, like, you know, uh, when Alchemist is out here with doing songs with the locks and DJ Premier is making songs for JD Kiss and they're like, this is real hip hop. This is the real AW. Like, this is like, this is what gets the people up. Well, like, I mean, this, as far, well, yes, but, I, but for me, I mean, like, as far as like the multi-layer stuff of the storytelling of like calling back to past robberies, building up, t- building up, setting up stuff to then pay it off in later in the match. Then, as you mentioned with the hammer, like multifaceted storytelling, like they don't get credit for because th- because it's a laser light show and people like think laser lights are just like dumb moves that mean nothing when it's like. All this stuff is adding on of on top of all of this stuff that goes with the cool moves. Like you're you're just missing that part because like I guess your brain doesn't function it's fast enough to all something. going was all going on. It yeah. was awesome. Like yeah, it was, it was one of the cheap fin- cheaper finishes I've seen all year. I still probably have to begrudgingly give it five stars. Like it, like I don't think I've ever been like I hate this finish and 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 give a match five stars since like the since like that June last year Shuri in new time match up with the forty three minutes with a double KO. Like it's one I was like, oh I hate you fuckers because it. Fine here here's five stars. One of the best matches of the year. Get get out my face. Yeah, it's uh, one of those. I was. I was so impressed. Um, yeah, absolute classic. So classico. The 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 world title in AEW is the trios belt. <laughs> um, if you look at the list of champions, like I looked at it when I went like wrote out the list, it's like yeah, they're pretty much the top champions. They're not, but you get what I mean. Like as far as like you you expecting a big match, a great match. Who's more dependable than those three? Too real. Yeah. Up next, AWTBS title match. Jay Cargill versus Nyla Rose. 
Um, this was a lot of, uh, or excuse me, imagine you're Jake Cargill and Nyla Rose, and they're like, yeah, y'all got to follow behind those two fucking matches yep. that just happened. Um, yeah, I hate the format for some of this stuff, and I don't know why it can't just be like Japan. I've given up on it at this point. Like, this is, they just think it has to work this way in this country. Like, we have to open hot and, like, you know, then all of a sudden we have to put the, the, the lesser matches afterward to, to just like go out there and die. Um, I don't know, man. Uh, this was, I thought this was serviceable for, um, you know, what was expected. I thought it might go a little shorter. I thought it might be a little bit more hard hitting or mm-hmm. explosive. It wasn't, but um, overall, Jay got the dub. I thought this match was better than the um, Soraya in in Page. Or sorry, Soraya in Page. Soraya in Brit match, and like I was shot when I saw the cage match. But I don't know. Um, yeah, I I don't know. I'll probably throw like two and a half stars. Yeah. Um, shout out to Marina Shafir. Um, you know, dressed like uh, <laughs> dressed like a cholo. <laughs> out there coming bro. with Eddie Guerrero. Bro. I saw there was someone in the in the dressed like rider. Conan. Yes, I saw someone in the in the low rider, and I didn't pay no mind to it. And the next thing I know, like I see the same person like at ringside next to Vixen. I was like, wait a second, was that Marina? And I messaged you, and you're like, yeah, that was. I was like, man, all right. I, I I have no comments for I have no comments for that I I I I'm su- I was just surprised that's all I'll say I was surprised yeah it's wild man um but yeah up next we had the ROH um title match uh Fatal Four Way Chris Jericho Brian Danielson Claudio Castagnoli Sam Guevara this is excellent too yep. um took a took a little while to get going. But once it did, um, it was just pairing off uh, into, into every combination and, and each of them looking pretty good. Danielson and Claudio was there. J- Jericho and Guevara finally got to it for like the first time. Uh, and that was like, you know, something that kind of shook the building a little bit. Um, the, the the insane spot where he's doing a fucking spin uh, to uh, Sammy and then he, Jericho catches him with a Judas effect, like a, a diving, jumping Judas effect. Missed. <laughs> he missed. He, Never mind he, he that. I know what the idea was. He I, 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 look, and he had look. to get it again because he realized I, he missed. I know what the energy was behind it. I, I like the idea. I saw what she was going for, Jericho. I don't but, know why he did time to where he just did the uh, Judas effect to the back of his head. That would have been more efficient because, like, you're trying to you have to like jump over. You have to clear Sammy who who you have to jump over and then also hit him. And it's like you know, just hit his dude to the back of his head. Give him the you know the the hidden Judas effect. That would have worked even more. Uh, yeah. effective but uh yeah i um i thought what jericho was going for with sammy was um ill-conceived like for right or wrong the crowd does not like sammy them trying to do the thing where jericho is an asshole and is big league and sammy and is overlooking sammy and thinks sammy's going to be a complacent lap dog therefore um, as the match plays out, Jericho's going to take advantage of that and eventually get Sammy to, uh, you know, stick up for himself in a four way. 
that was the story he was going for, but the crowd didn't give a fuck about Guevara, or they, they hated him the most out of all four of them. So when that was happening, it just wasn't working in, in that little character way. But outside of that, the match was great. It was really great. I, I, I was at four and a half, just like you are. But like outside of that little miss, like everything was on point in this match. In, in the miss with Jericho and the Jiu-Jitsu effect. But like outside that was it was great. And it was it was really fun to see like Danielson and Cesaro just like <laughs> They're so fucking awesome. It was just fun to see them uh just basically go nuts. Um I, I just want to know how many more four and a half star matches Sammy Guevara gotta have until, you know you know, until people people like stop lying, you know, or or get over whatever, you know, they, they got they got with this dude. Um, it did not help that he came out dressed like a sex dungeon operator. Um, it didn't, but I also didn't know what the fuck that was exactly. Do you, did anyone ever figure I, out? I don't know what it was. Yeah. What he was going for. I, I, I don't know what he was going for. Like what that was in reference to. Yeah. I, I, I don't know, but, um, yeah, just like, it's been a good last month for that guy in the ring. So, uh, I, I'll, I'll take those matches. <laughs> so, um, Soraya and Britt Baker. Man. Um, this match stunk in execution. This match stunk in storytelling. And it was dull. Like, I get it. She hasn't wrestled for four or five years because of her bad neck. And their first idea was let's do the WWE thing of attack the neck and have her act as if she's actually hurt to get you the hushed tones that Michael Cole would give you over commentary of, I can't believe she's going to do this. She's going to persevere and fight through. And then you're in the middle of the match and it is what it is. The problem is like, we know kind of that like it's fake. And if she's cleared, she's, she might not be feeling the best to do it, but like she's of good enough health to actually do this. So like, if you want to work the neck in the middle of the match, and play that into the story of like Britt does a neck crank or something in like you know the you know the last you know uh, or the second third of the match and through and you know tease near falls off of submissions on the neck sure but they just wrong place wrong time wrong promotion to be doing it like this and like it suffered greatly and then um, it was a it was a lot of you know just crummy wrestling that went for like thirteen minutes man. Um... All I can say is Britt Baker is an absolute pro. Another clean job for Britt, um, a woman who apparently never puts anybody over and is selfish and is this fucking monster at Albatross. And then Soraya comes out and says, Britt Baker basically led her through, you know, every aspect of this whole entire thing from the promos to the match and was able to, uh, you know, the, the level Soraya was able to, to get to was, you know, largely due to, you know, Brit's professionalism and stuff like that. So, um, you know, Brit will never get, you know, her credit or anything, but that's what I should mention. Um, as far as the match, it was rough. Uh, it was R-U-F. I'm, I'm looking at Brewhaven saying that Guevara is, is Gargano with, with more flips. I, I, I've never thought of them two wrestling alike at all, ever. Like Gargano's a technician and Gar- and Guevara's a flip guy. Well, I would put uh, him with the, along a ricochet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think uh, Saray and Britt Baker. Like, I don't think this was a major league level match. Um, and 
I, I think that's about the nicest thing I can say. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, the, this is one of the worst matches they've ever put on on pay per view. Yes, I hate I hate the finish. I, I hate the decision uh, for Britain to lose here. But they're not going to bring in Soraya to have her lose her first match. I mean, like, I mean that was the reality of it. Like, unless they're going to do a thing where, like, eventually, like, it's some King Rose shit, which I don't think they're going to be doing in the AEW Women's Division because they never displayed to have the patience to do any of that kind of thing. To where it's like Britt beats her, and then a year later, that's a title match, and Soraya wins. Like, I don't, I don't think that's what they were going for. But that'd be the only reason to actually beat her uh, in her first match back. I mean, they did that with Thunder Rosa, but you know, in her first uh, match, or the the first big match with Britt. Not the and same then, thing as the first match back after neck thing or whatever else for four years in different motion. Not the same thing. I think it would be even more palatable because of the neck. Like she's not all the way there. Like if this was Japan, she'd have fucking lost. This ain't Japan. It should be. Um <laughs> Like we just talked about how this card was like it was all wonky because they put the best matches in the first, you know, two of the th- uh, two, but two of the three best matches, like in the first two matches, and then like went from there. Like this ain't Japan. <laughs> it's just not. <laughs> um, TNT title three way Samoa Joe defeating uh, Warlow and Powerhouse Hobbs. Um, yeah, uh, this was kind of just there for me. Like this was in the aftermath of the, of the previous match. Uh, I thought it was okay. I didn't, I didn't think this was bad or anything, but it was just kind of there. Uh, Joe's a double champion now. Um, I guess maybe like this, like, well, obviously they got one goal accomplished. They got a belt off of Warlow without pinning him. Mm. Uh, Hobbs was in there for that. I agree with your point about a singles match between any combo. These people would have been better. I think this is a victim of AW trying to get a lot of people on the card. Uh, and, you know, Hobbs. Hobbs showed the, up, what, like 20 or what, 18 days ago or something like that. And, yeah. and it got injected into this thing like less like two and a half weeks ago. Like it, I don't know. Like I, 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 you know, has Joe been on every pay per view since he showed up that he wasn't like doing the the filming thing? He was on Double or Nothing. He was. He was on, on Revolution because he lost to Adam Cole. Or not? No, not Revolution. Um, Double or Nothing. That was okay. Yeah, Double or Nothing. Okay. And I don't think he was on All Out. But I think it was because he was filming. Yeah. And then there's this one. So, yeah. So, maybe. uh, Okay. Maybe it's the thing where they were like, we have to get him on or whatever else. And this is how we get him on as opposed to do a tag match or whatever. I don't know. Uh, You know, they could have they could have done the Warlow um, and Joe thing a little longer. But whatever. They're probably headed towards each other for final battle. Um, if it's me, I'm just I'm pulling Warlow from all this shit and like trying to recapture the feeling, like and and sending him on a charge uh, toward, towards Maxwell Jacob Friedman. Yeah, that that was one thing I noticed was like as he's doing the powerbomb symphony thing with uh, with Hobbs, um, it's over, but it's not nearly as over as it was like two months ago. Yeah, um, and I think they they. I think they should like really look into that and figure out what happened. Like, and there was a lot of stuff like mentioning that he didn't want to cha- go after the the fake title, but never mm-hmm. actually going after the real one. Mm-hmm. Um, and now, and now that CM Punk's out the company, that's out the window. There's a like I, I think there's a lot of like uh, soul searching as far as the Warlow push um, to go because like 
if you want somebody like you know like especially like with with the people that MJF's already kind of come across with is built in um if you're gonna go with someone like obviously they've changed this belt we'll get to it uh in the main event but they've changed this belt from like (laughs) what it was into something else right now so like yeah why can't they change it into something else again? So we'll we'll get there. But so, up next, quick question. Okay. Yeah. Now that like it seems like Luchasaurus is done with, like, why don't they just do like a Keefley Dijak thing with Warlow and Luchasaurus? Like, cause they had that, that lumberjack match and it was fun as hell. Like they did. They, they could they could just run dust it by that off. DJ. Yeah. yeah, they could do that. That could that would showcase Warlow in a way because like you saw some of the stuff he was doing in the um in the match and it just like it just felt like. He's he wants to do this sort of this sort of stuff, but like he's in a Hoss three way battle, you know, and it's Joe and he's older and and you know, like, yeah, it was um like I, I would keep I would keep him and Hobbs as like a, have a generational rival with him, like one of his generational rivals, mm-hmm. um, but we got to try to find more people for Wardlow to you know, um like throw down with if you're going to actually heat him up and get him to where he kind of was you know. Earlier in the year, yeah. Memphis TNA tag match here. Um, the Hoodlums, Darby Allen and Sting. That's right. Was that Taz that called them the Hoodlums? They, they called themselves Hoodlums, bro. Okay. <laughs> Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett, and it ruled as I said it would. Uh, this is a match that featured a positive and reverent tna chant which i didn't know those things existed um i I rolled my eyes i was like i can't believe that we're getting tna chants on aw television and it's not like a bad it's just like oh double j i i i couldn't tell maybe maybe because i i i i I, I took it i didn't even think about it in that way i was like this this probably isn't good that this TNA, I left it at that. Uh, <laughs> but lots of sick spots. Bra- Memphis two Memphis brawling all around the arena. Uh, when Satnam Singh caught Darby Allen out of midair and saved his life, I was impressed. I was like, I can't believe this guy. This guy is like, that shit is is insane. What happened? And then he he threw him like twenty feet after that on the um. On the ramp and all that. Yeah, camera camera direction accidentally caught Singh walking like you can catch him like walking from the back like towards the thing. I was like, oh, he's Singh's gonna catch him, but it was split second, just barely, just barely missed. But I saw him coming. Uh, but yeah, it was uh, it was like the crowd loved it. It was it was impressive. It was like, I, you know, obviously you know Darby's a small guy, but still he's dropping a lot. He obviously not dropping from twenty five feet like. <laughs> said he was but he's driving for probably like you know 15 18 feet like that that ain't exactly the easiest thing in the world just to you know catch that dude and then like darby all in one motion right all in one motion and managed to keep darby from like breaking a bone in his foot or something stupid so yeah um yeah it was uh like (laughs) sting doing the dive uh doing the dive out of the um off the the stands or whatever else and like it looked like he went he overshot his target and he was about to go over the top on uh on sing and luckily like lethal had g- grabbed the leg so he didn't like flip over and I, I was like boy we are really cutting it close we are really cutting it close with all this stuff 
Bro, the Sting Darby finish, the Scorpion Death Drop with the fucking Coffin Drop on top of it. Yeah. Aces. Love it. <laughs> this uh, Sting, match. Sting turning the uh, the lethal injection to a, like, a immediately fast uh, yeah. Scorpion, uh, Scorpion Death Drop. Death drop but obviously, Sting lost his balance. Yeah. And like it looked almost like as if he got concussed on it at the end, but whatever. Uh, he was able to pull it off enough to where it, it looked like it was on purpose. Darby Allen being the one to no sell the Jeff Jarrett guitar. That was like a spiritual rite of passage right there. Um, and, you know, we were all waiting for Sting to do it, but Darby got to do it. So, um, as I mentioned earlier, good night for the Pillars. Uh, Darby and Sting get to win. This was a blast. Uh, up next, AW Women's World Title match. Jamie Hayter defeats Tony Storm to become the new interim champion. Um, I like this match a lot, especially in the second half. Um, I thought they were hitting. Uh, there, I think there was some blood in this. Yeah, um, they were. They're exchanging forearms, and Jamie caught her on the nose, and you could tell because like they stopped the action, and like the refs ducked in for a second, and like Jamie pulled off a off a off a elbow, and then like it seemed as Tony was like, "Yeah, I'm fine," and like to get out of it, like she just hits like you know her headbutt thing. Um, but yeah, it was, and then she was, you know, she, her nose was busted. I don't know if it was broken, but it was definitely busted. But, uh, yeah, it was, um, really good match. Really good match. I, I didn't like the finish of all the, all the interference at the end. Um, it, it, I felt like it really undercut a lot of what they were trying to do. Like, if you're going to actually put the belt on Jamie and she's going to get this kind of reaction, like, let her get the reaction instead of like the whole thing was like, well, is she, is she actually a worthy champion? Or, sorry, guess, a worthy interim champion. <laughs> I would say the um, <clears throat> thing with that is like it's not like Jamie was conscious of all that help that was happening. That stuff was happening not to her knowledge. So I would I would say that's the out for her. Um, and eventually she'll have to address. Oh, but she's that. friends with Brit, so she's a she's still a heel. She's still a heel, yeah. Right. So, so like, so the thing for me is like, well, if people actually like her, despite you know her hanging around some hills, like. Can she get a win over Tony Storm? Like I, I've seen Tony Storm put her back on the mat for three seconds in this company before. Like I don't think she's unbeatable. Like why couldn't they just beat her? Maybe this sets up a rematch or something. I don't know. Yeah, uh, they were they were into Jamie uh, in a big big way. So yeah. I, I'll take the L on that. So um, the kind of you know this is what, what happens when the when the uh, when, when the second person in the unit wins the, the world title. So uh, that's an interesting no, dynamic to uh they to leave explore their there. faction. You know, they uh they, they leave and you know become the star on their own for years and years like Batista. Um they you know Shingo Takagi, he's just kind of, you know, he gets his main event and then he's wrestling for a trophy uh for half the year. So uh there's a, a lot of examples here. So uh we'll see which way this goes. Uh, AW World Tag Team Title Match, the acclaimed take on Swerve in Our Glory. And James, we were wrong. <laughs> we was wrong. <laughs> um, acclaimed got the win uh, here. Uh, I would say this was better than the second match. Uh, not that that first match. I think they had was like a, a moment in time. Uh, it is hard to recapture uh, the spirit they had that night, but uh, I think they did all a pretty good job here. Um, 
you know, they had, I, I love the Acclaims gear. I, I, I love, you know, I, I imagine someone was coping and seething, seeing all that pink and white being worn um, with the black trim uh, at, at the house uh, as he was watching and not on the show. Um, uh, oh, you know, CM Punk. No, no. Uh, a man with a, a mustachioed man. Oh, um, <laughs> CM Punk's goons. Gotcha. Okay. Um, and then, uh, you know, Swerving Lee, uh, this is, turned out to be the explosion um, where Keith Lee smack got some, or Swerve smacks Keith Lee in the face during this. A, I would say, unwise decision. <laughs> <laughs> understatement uh, so I swerve on his own with that I will not be uh, of assistance in trying to scrap with Keith Lee I, I have no interest uh, in that uh, but this is a really good match uh, as well uh, I probably go four stars on this one um, I think that uh, you know the acclaimer here to stay um, I, if that uh, like if one thing came out of this match um, as far as like I think Max and them, they did their best music video the week before or the, the on the go home show. They're selling lots of merch. They are popping quarter hours. I think going away from these guys uh, from a business perspective right now and how over they are. It's not the time. Uh, like I kind of I kind of see that, especially like what it looks like is uh, waiting for Swerve and Lee um, on the other side. Uh, and I think this presents an issue because, you know, there's just like we'll call the elf in the room. But like there were. Like, obviously, everyone wants FTR to immediately fight these guys. Right. But that ain't good for FTR. I'm telling you all right now, like it's not good for them. Like. They are the way they're conducting themselves on Twitter. It's off putting as fuck. You could turn. It's been them. like that for years. It's been like yeah. that when they were in WWE. You could turn them right and, and make them heal, but you know, no one really want. Would, I don't think people want to boo them because they're they're they they're over to to their own degree too. But as far as like, it feels unprofessional. It feels like I feel like FCR has a lot of other things to do. Like they have um, three different titles. Yeah, <laughs> right. And, and and as I mentioned on this show, I I I can never see them winning all four belts like it's not happening it's too like i feel like there's too much like that's that's not gonna be able to line up like they missed the window if they were gonna do that and quite frankly i kind of like better what we got in the outset than that like I, honestly because like the acclaim like kind of just rolls out of nowhere it's been a great story with those guys we got an excellent few between swerve and our glory and the acclaimed quite frankly like a tag team feud in this promotion like in a self a self like kind of uh, contained feud like this hasn't really happened in the company the young bucks and lucha bros rivalry is like a career long rivalry that they have like one big match a year aside from like this series that's about to come up they have like one big match a year that's like a match of the year candidate. And then they go their separate ways and they bring them back together. But this was like, you know, as a contained thing with multiple matches, like this is one of the best ones in the, in the company's history, I think. And just might be the only one. Yeah. Cause like, um, they, this is, this isn't, this is a, this is more traditional American television storytelling program. Where it's like, we do this and then we keep going back to it for like two, three months. Um, yeah. 
AEW normally didn't do that. It was kind of cycle people through or whatever else and move people on to other things and have these kind of matches. But like, I think with the with the tag division kind of being thinner than it had been with like Santana being out, with the Young Bucks being out, um, I, I felt like they went with this. Um, and uh, like it did wonders for the acclaimed. And um, I think it did wonders for Swerve and Lee. Like, uh, but I, I kind of now it's like similar thing. We was like, all right, so what's next for the acclaim? Um, interesting to see who they come up with next. Like, I mean, as, as far as a real program, like you can throw best friends at them for a match, sure, whatever else. But um, I wonder what's like their next big match. Like, what's what are they going to be doing at like say? Um, winter is coming like in, in a match um, I'm interested to see but like you know Swerve and Lee like I'm happy because I'm getting that yeah um, I, I feel like Swerve's on the verge of like creating something like like he, he's he's being very cryptic on Twitter like it feels like some type of something's happening also so, something I noticed during the match is like Keith Lee was in this match a lot longer than he had been in most Keith Lee Swerve matches Mm-hmm. Um, I noticed that, and I was like, I wonder what this is about. And then this happens. It's like, oh, okay, okay. I see what you're like. You're establishing him as the babyface and everything, and it, it, as this thing goes through, and then they had the breakup. So, yeah, I, I see why he was in there more um, than normal. Yep. So um, another good match here. Uh, clean move on. Be interested to see what what they got going, but. I, you know, I can't get mad with either of these guys. Like as far like what the acclaim is kind of contributing, um, you know, it's not it, for it's not for me, but people love it, so whatever. Yeah, so like, like it's know. too unserious for me. Like it amused me at times, like when they did the whole stuff with the with uh before before they all reunited, like when like Billy Gunn went with his actual sons and like Bones like you know looking up at Billy, he's like, are you gonna? Like that was fucking hilarious. Like that absolutely amused me. It absolutely did. But uh, they're just they're, for me, for my liking, what I want to wrestling. They're a bit too unserious for me. World title match, uh, main event. MJF uh, takes on John Moxley, defeats him, and becomes the new AEW World Champion. Um, this was still this was a good match. Um, yep. I think it's weird. Uh, I think it was definitely weird, and it. W- I guess we got the answer to all the weirdness that was leading up to this thing. Like, there's a shoe that has to drop, and it did. Uh, with Regal being the one to sell out uh, John Moxley, and by extension, the group that was designed to be a worship squad to his philosophy of pro wrestling or whatever. Uh, all that shit is out of here now. Um, he hands MJF the Nux. Uh, MJF is like the whole dynamic of this thing is fucked. Um, it's <clears throat> very confusing. Um, but as I mentioned, I was kind of in this thing more for what it represented rather than what it actually was. Um, like MJF's 26 years old. Uh, he's, you know, like it's the first pillar to win the world belt. Um, which is cool. And this was like 
a stamp on him that he's going to be able to wear the rest of his career. You know, I was 26 years old, first time I was world champion, da da da. And, um, you know, he's he's got the talk game, he's got the wrestling game. Um, I, however, if it's going to like, I don't even want to say if it devolves into a bunch of bullshit regarding all his finishes because we know if. that's that's where it's going. Like, like that's, that's where it's, it's going. That's, that's what it is, and it's like you know, he he has the ability to like. like if it was me, I wanted just, just the clean, you know, the clean match or whatever, and and for him to raise it up, and he could have just you know kept himself you know dastardly on the mic or anything like that because like the more like you know, he does bullshit, the more people are going to cheer for him. So it's like, it's, it's, it's a bad situation for like whoever's going to face him. Um, but he's a hot hand right now. I think you got to try him out at the top. And it, it really means a lot that he was able to come in and three years was able to, to rise to the level he's gotten to. Um, he's been, you know, you talk about people that are great at TV. Like he will put feuds out like classic albums, um, typically like they'll just be back to back to back. And, um, you know, I hope his, uh, output increases. Like we actually see him wrestling more. Um, hopefully that's the way they go with it. But, uh, I'm, I'm interested to see, uh, you know, where it goes there. So, um, you know, I, I, I don't know. A couple comments there. If, uh, he wins clean fans and cheer him anyway, they'll look at Roman. I, I don't know, man. I, I don't think I'm interested in like different um, promotion, different fans, different fan. Like I'm not in- interested in like trying to recreate that or reflect that in AEW um, at all. Like, <laughs> like as far as, you know, he was getting cheered. Kenny Omega was, was a champion, but he definitely sh- showed a lot of ass. Like and he wasn't getting faces. overwhelmingly cheered over baby faces. Right. And it was like, he was clearly still being a heel. He was cl- like, he obviously has his like, you know, his core fan base and stuff like that. But when it's time to like build up, um, like, uh, you know, like a hangman or something like that, he's like, he's playing the role. Like, and MJF, it's like, they just put the belt on him. Like, I don't, I don't feel he tr- truly ascended. Like, no, like, it's just like, this was a decision that was made. Um, Ironically, kind of like The Rock at Summer or Survivor Series '98, like this is a decision that was made. He's gonna have the belt, and then hopefully he grows into uh, whatever he's going to become as the champion. Uh, for me, I like people to already kind of be established, but it's not the way it happened. Um, you know, I think Moxley kind of deserved a little bit more um, from this crowd than they gave him. But I do uh, I want to get James's thoughts in here, and then I'll go ahead and give uh, Moxley's eulogy because I finally wrote it up for him. Like after those, like the wacky kind of summaries had. So, if this is what um, MJF's main event matches are going to be, then no thanks. Um, so much of this build, so much of this build was him trying to play this tweener line and him, you know, sometimes doing it well, other times being um, clumsy with it. But Moxley was kind of sweeping up his messes at times by saying like, 
ultimately going to be interviewing <clears throat> with me and whatever, you know, thing you're going through, whatever else, it's going to be fine because you're going to have to prove it against me inside those ropes. And most of the match, I don't know if this is due to uh, Audible's being called because of how the, uh, the reactions both of them were getting, but watch this match in general was that like MJF is not up for the challenge at all. Um, and it got close <clears throat> or sorry, uh, it, it got desperation time and he immediately went to the ring and Regal came out there and said, don't use the ring. You, you said that you're going to show what you were worth. Don't use the ring. So, you know, in, in, um, what do you call it? In, uh, in a fashion, in a FE type of fashion, he, th- he threw the ring. So they end up where, you know, something just, you get fucking ref bumps, two ref bumps in a row. Um, and Moxley has the match. He's about to go win it. Or he had to big, match one. He, he had, he had to way. match one. He had to match one. He, he hit, he had a bully choke. MJF tapped out. So quick. Yeah. Like, so the whole entire, you know, story that Moxley is going for was that like, right, I'm going to show you what you're up for. And he did not pass test any way, shape or form. And then, uh, and then even with MJF, like showing like one bit of, you know, the, he, he want, one time only, he doesn't take the easy way out on his own accord. There's Regal to give him the fucking brass knucks and he hits, he goes and he uses it and now he's a champion and it's like, okay, so nothing just, changed whatsoever. It's just going to be a lot of shit talking and, and yeah, like. It, and we, we we saw some of it in the uh the scrum last night, cut like a two minute promo, just swearing up a storm it, and yeah. um complete like you know, people were into this man, like and they've been into him for a long time. Uh and I've been into MJF for a long time and all that, but like I think I I feel like some type of ascension should have taken place. And I don't I don't think that necessarily happened. I, I'm um, I'm not too caught up on the ascension <laughs> thing, or whatever else, because like he's already a top star in the company. So whether he got the belt or not, yeah. whether he's an ace or whatever, I, I don't. I'm not too concerned with that conversation right now as this moment. But the thing for me is like all of his matches, all of his matches, no one ever wins. No one ever really wins. And it's like <laughs> or, whether, and whether, he, really whether, whether he wins or whether he loses, no one ever beats anybody. And it's like, bro. It's been three years of this. Like, either put someone over or get put over enough of this bullshit of people have these excuses or for another reason for another match. There will always be another reason for another match. It's called time passing. You want to see a great match again. What the fuck? So, like, for me, he's great at, at so many aspects of this. This 80 or this carny shit, I'm, I'm over it. I'm just over it. And, like... This was, he literally told this story, or they literally put out the story, uh, or uh, this storyline between the two. They're like, we want to see what he's made of. And it's like, he's made of the same shit he's always been made of. So I'm not interested in any of these. Kool Aid. Yeah. So I'm not, I'm not interested in any of the stuff, any of these things going forward unless he starts changing. Like, would a match be fine or be great even? I'm sure they will because he's a good ass wrestler. But like, I'm not, I'm just can't be invested in this kind of stuff. Like, it's just like, okay, bro. Like, it's every single time it's the same thing. Like, the banana in the tailpipe, right? Like, I'm just, it, it doesn't, this shit doesn't move me. Same reason why I'm not interested in Jay White's matches. It's, or Evil's matches. Like, 
obviously his matches are a lot better than Evil's match. But get my point is like it's the same fucking thing over and over and over again. Like, bro, like this isn't what I spent invested time into watching. I didn't sit down to see somebody get screwed or whatever and move on to the next match where the next person gets screwed and like you get screwed and like you screw the next person. What like it's just a never ending cycle of like unsatisfying stuff. I don't want to watch something that keeps me dissatisfied. It's a waste of my time. Yeah, it's um. I'll get to um. So John Moxley's AEW Championship eulogy. John Moxley was the defining champion of AEW in 2022, <clears throat> winning an interim championship, unifying, and then winning the championship again. Cemented what can be looked at as his second real run with the championship. As he marched towards wrestler of the year status, displaying incredible fighting spirit against a variety of opponents and resilience, bouncing back from his struggles in his personal life at the end of 2021. Moxley was a steady hand that AEW turned to in times of crisis surrounding CM Punk, whether it was injury or backstage issues that ended up affecting Punk's status. He was able to step into several main events, such as matches against Hiroshi Tanahashi and most recently the presumed restart of CM Punk versus MJF. Um, throughout the year, Moxley performed at a level unseen in his career thus far and took the troubling times as a personal challenge on and off screen, according to various reports. His classic promo about what the AEW championship represented on the Dynamite After All Out caused James Boyd of One Nation Radio to declare that that speech should be inscribed on the inside of the AEW championship. Whether he was in AEW, New Japan, or GCW, Moxley wrestled like a man spilling or like a man possessed spilling blood all across the country in rings he didn't have to appear in. He displayed a spirit for pro wrestling that any fan could represent or respect as he looked refreshed and as if he had a second lease on his career following his absence in late 2021 along with brian Danielson, he added up the blackpool combat club which included recruits claudio castagnoli and willer yuda his mentor real william regal ended up selling him out which leaves him with an interesting fallout in his immediate future as a single and as a group if there was a down point of his reign, it was feeling like he was walking in uh, the shoes meant for someone else, whether it was Forbidden Door or recently at a W Full Gear. He filled them admirably, but ended up in a dynamic with MJF where he was drawing heavy boos the night he dropped the championship, despite blatant cheating by his opponent and being turned on. While I don't expect those boos to stick, it may have been a reflection of his final program uh, as champion at this time. All in all, Moxley uh, picked up a few championship reigns that maybe were not meant to happen, uh, but maximized his minutes on top with the peak being his squash of CM Punk, which ensured he'd enter the record books as his interim championship reign help carry AEW through a turbulent summer season. Moxley losing the championship will give him a chance to refresh himself lower on the card or in a different role, even possibly as a villain, which could give him the chance to right one of the major wrongs of his career. <laughs> Sam Brown. <laughs> Call him out by name. Uh, but yeah, that... That's why I thought of, of Mox, as, Mox as a champion. So, um, <clears throat> MJF, let's see what you got. Um, you you, you got to go with him. Like, he, he made himself one of the hottest names in pro wrestling. He's obviously tremendously gifted, super talker. Um, people want to want to want to try this route. I, I can't begrudge him for, for trying it. They had to do it um, eventually. Yeah. So, um, and, you know, 
it, it's good for what it represents. It, it allows like you know more youth to enter the uh, the main event scene. So MJF can you know even reach down and pick people up. You know, like you know he can pick like uh, the pillars up. Like you know he can pick well, you know, the imports in. Um, like these are all people he can defend against. And then of course, like you know, there's still the the old reliable class that's that's still there. So um, you know, I like youth with the championships um and you know i feel like we're going forward rather than behind or or going backward with mjf so that's that's cool yeah i don't think he's going to wrestle to catch he doesn't want to wrestle new japan wrestlers well luckily for him to catch us for ddt but, so. but this is same, same <laughs> logic of neck dumping and stuff like that he doesn't want to do so he's, he's not going to do it like uh, it was funny like watching him wrestle moxie and they're just trading forearms in the middle and it was like it looks soft. Yeah, I was like, he, he, like Moxie's fucking smoking him, and he's you're just returning. I was like, well, and I, I kind of get an idea. Obviously, it's part of the story, but it's like I, I kind of see why you don't want to wrestle strong style, if you will. Um, yeah, Takeshita. I mean, I'd love it, but you know, I don't think he. It it doesn't seem like the kind of wrestling he's in. He's interested in doing. So, like, why do it? Yeah. Um. But yeah, I have they done MJF. Have they done MJF and Jungle Boy before? Yes, they did MJF and Jungle Boy double or nothing two thousand twenty, and that was awesome. That was when I remember the Darby stuff. I don't remember that one for some reason. Yeah, that was Mm. they were doing Canadian Destroyers and that shit. Like uh, it was was pretty good. They basically had a PWG match. Okay, and it was like, oh, so when you wrestle the young guys, you wrestle for real. Like, okay, Mm. gotcha. So. Hopefully that trend continues. Um, but yeah, uh, as far as um, any other news, do you, you want to do the Kenny and Osprey stuff now? The what? Or the Kenny? At, uh, never mind. I, I don't know if you, you've seen the, the news, but um, like it's everywhere. So um, we will kick that to Monday. So, um, but. Yeah, man. Um, this is gonna be a hell of of an of a uh, couple of months to come. Uh, we've got to start organizing the uh, One Nation Radio Awards. I think we've got to start um, putting all that stuff together uh, in the coming weeks and try to get it done a little quicker than normal. Sometimes, like we get it to February and all that, but um, yeah, lots of lots of stuff to consider and think about but um yeah man i this i i thought overall this show this like kind of was a show that was kind of needed at the time uh kind of kind of reset the uh the the roster there's there's kind of there's lots of new directions going um and i'm excited to to start taking people other ways a little bit yeah um great show um you know, like I have issues with the last three matches being so heavy on direction over match, but whatever. Um, they felt the need to do so, um, and we'll see where they end up going. And obviously, they're gonna, you know, they're gonna make, they're gonna have some really good TV off the Moxley Regal thing, um, regardless of how I think that like there was a lot more juice they could have got out of that squeeze, but they were here now already, so whatever. Yeah, um, you know, rename the group, figure it out, you know, you know. I think I saw a video, yeah, I saw a video of, like, Yuta and and Claudio and Danielson telling Moxie what happened in the ring, and Moxie was like, what? 
He's like, you're shitting me. He slimmed the fucking son of a bitch. Like, yeah. So, that, so yeah, it's, it's going to be um, real hustling backwards, boy. That's going to be that's going to be interesting. Like, um, I mean, you saw you saw how like how Kingston and uh, and Moxley were like giving the elite all kinds of hell back in 2020. Um, Regal can't like get out the way and move out of car out out the way of cars in danger like like they can. Like this is this was a mistake. <laughs> this was a mistake. It's gonna be interesting to see how this TV gonna work out, cause man, like if we get, cause look, MJF got to form a whole look, new faction. We have se- again, yeah. Look, we have seen uh, John Moxley slash Dean Ambrose slash Jonathan Good be portrayed on uh, as a babyface um, on television, and I gotta say, it is some of the most fun things you've ever seen. Cause he will, look, this man will come out, this man will come out of it, jump out of anywhere and beat your ass, right? So like, you know, it's it's on. Ask Seth Rollins about about motherfucker come out of Christmas box and beat his ass, like it's you know it's it's gonna be interesting to see the ways that that man's going to get a hold of uh, a regal. It's gonna be fun. Yeah, um, but yeah, man, uh, I don't I don't have anything else here. But uh, make sure you guys uh, are downloading the individual uh, show, all that. So um, yeah, besides that, yeah, we'll wrap this thing up. Yep. Thanks for listening, y'all. Um, be sure to raise on whatever app you're using to listen to this with. If you're watching from the stream, um, go to the PayPal or go to the Cash App and drop it off with a donation there. Um, if you're less, or listening from the um, from the uh, listen to the podcast, you can go to the show notes or show description. You can go to our Rare Circle and find the link to our uh, donations there. And listen to other shows on the network besides One Nation Radio. You have Keeping a Strong Style, the Ricky and Clive Wrestling Show, Grown Men Watch This Shit, The Grave Consequences. 8-Bit Suplex, uh, All Things Elite, Great Mass Generator, Get in the Ring, Meet the Press Slam, and AEW Match Guide. Thanks for listening, y'all. Later. Back tomorrow night with Keeping It Strong Style. Yes. Yes. Um, that is going to be fun. Let the horns if, off. If You might want to tune in. You might want to tune in to keep the strong style slash keep the strong or slash keep one uh, H radio for our basically a simulcast or simul recording, yeah. if you will. Um, we're going to basically, you know, for store crossover, we're just basically going to, like use the same audio. Um, it will be entertaining. It will be yeah. fun. Well, I, you will get a good they, laugh they out of it. They, they don't put all four of us. Consider this a warm up for for the mm-hmm. FOH draft. So. Uh, you know, we, we try to keep keep ourselves apart. You know, like like Sean and Brett. You know, you know, we we we, we don't try to overexpose uh, Cuban and Strong Star One Nation Radio. Uh, you know, but when we come together, it's like you know, the, what's that shit called? Like fusion. That's it. Yeah. That's it. Okay. The fusion thing. So, yeah. we're just talking about anime. Let's. It's time to wrap this up. Holler right. later. <laughs>